Both Detective Chief Inspector Jejeune and Sergeant Danny Mike had already long acknowledged the truth of the situation. Death had won again. Mike looked along the trail again now, and then turned his gaze to the right, peering through the undergrowth, as if trying to judge exactly how far he was from the compound. Though the path was a public right-of-way, the battered sign on the fence made it clear to anyone veering from it that they were entering onto private property. Public access through private land. Mike could hardly count the times as a beat constable he had found it necessary to go over the concept with tourists. Yes, the path does go through private property. Yes, you are allowed onto it. No, you don't need the owner's permission. No, I don't understand it either. And when the new foreign owners had acquired this particular property, the old dairy, as they now called it, Mike had been present at the earliest briefings when the questions about public access to private property had become even more pointed. What exactly does the concept of land ownership mean in this country? when the public is granted rights of way into perpetuity. But if the legal representative of Old Dairy Holdings had expected Detective Chief Superintendent Colleen Shepherd to quail under his withering glance, he was disappointed. Shepherd had told him politely that it meant whatever the Highways Passage Act meant it to mean. The discussion had ended there. The world being the way it was, Mike had probably always known if any major crime was ever going to be committed around here, it would happen on this path, where jurisdiction and rights were at their most nebulous. Now, it would require all of DCS Shepherd's considerable diplomatic skills to get them the access and cooperation the investigating officers were going to need from old dairy holdings to pursue their inquiries into this case. Mike looked around at the glade again, drinking in its tranquillity, the tangy hint of bark on its breezes. It had happened at dusk, the medical examiner had determined, at the far end of daylight's arc, when any protesters had long since gone home and the woods had returned to silence. What brought you here, Mr Wayland, to this path beside the place you had not worked at in more than a year. What, if anything, did it have to do with you being killed in such a disturbingly brutal way? Mike smiled wryly. He was pretty sure his absent DCI would approve of these questions about Philip Whelan's final moments, even if he might not be too impressed by the high-minded affectation with which Danny's subconscious was composing them. Absent, thought Mike. His absent DCI. Even for the famously disengaged Inspector Dominic Jejeune, the absence was puzzling. The call had come in from the Highland Constabulary just as the first analysis of the physical evidence in this case was starting to materialise. Not the ideal time, one would have thought, for the inspector to go herring off up to Scotland. Not at all the actions of a DCI fully engaged in the business of solving Philip Whelan's murder. Jejeune had certainly been invested enough in the case during the early days, 
even if his detached approach might have suggested otherwise. So when did a trip up to the Scottish Highlands suddenly take precedence over an active murder inquiry? When did investigating a book, a bird guide no less, found on the body of a fallen climber, become more important than pursuing a killer? Perhaps today was the day Danny would get some answers. Perhaps there would be a message waiting for him at the office, or an email telling him the DCI was on his way back to North Norfolk. Mike looked around the glade now, seeing the last remnants of the police incident tape flapping from one or two trees and the fresh bark chips on the trail that replaced the blood-stained ones gathered as evidence. It seemed inconceivable that this spot could have been the scene of such violence and brutality a scant few days ago. Shafts of light were beginning to filter through the leafy canopy.